0: Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio. We are studying the book of Daniel. This is a great part of scripture for studying biblical prophecy. In fact, a lot of the things that we've already studied, like the Antichrist and Second Thessalonians 2, the portions of the Gospels where Jesus teaches about the end times, and the book of Revelation, all of these passages are loaded with references to Daniel. What we've studied so far should help us understand Daniel, And then what we study in Daniel, if you go back to some of those broadcasts or just study those passages, it should be quite enlightening. But today I want to do something special. I'd like to share with you some ancient resources for studying Daniel. You may want to get these resources yourself, but if you don't, I want you to know where I'm getting some of this stuff. Now, I I have several modern commentaries on the book of Daniel, and they're easily found by just going for a website for Old Testament commentaries in Daniel, and you get a list, and I probably have most of those. But I want to share with you the ancient resources for studying Daniel. And in particular, I'd like to start with St. Jerome, uh, a saint, father of the church, and his commentary on Daniel. Did you know that Saint Jerome wrote an entire commentary on Daniel around the year 407? Now, one of the reasons that I enjoy ancient commentaries is that sometimes I get a little suspicious of modern prophecy experts. I don't know if you're aware, but one of the ways I became a Catholic, I've had a long abiding interest in biblical prophecy, and before i basically landed on St. Augustine's view, which is reflected in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, uh, I got very dissatisfied with modern prophetic teachers, and I started looking into the church fathers to see what they had to say. About biblical prophecy. Not only did I really appreciate that, but I started reading before and after prophetic passages, and boy, that's a dangerous thing to do if you're a Protestant pastor because you never know what's there. But in any case, I am utterly and completely bewildered because Catholics have not bothered to translate St. Jerome's commentary on Daniel into English, and it basically has been left to a Protestant evangelical to do it by the name of Gleason Archer. Why? I, you know, I don't know. But you're going to hear about Jerome on Daniel from me. To me, this is kind of like what, what's is this kind of like a cover-up? What's so embarrassing about Saint Jerome's commentary about Daniel that we're just going to skip over it? But Gleason Ar, Archer, just so you know, he knows how to translate. He has an undergraduate degree from Harvard in classics. In fact, he graduated summa. He picked up a law degree and then went back to Harvard to get a Ph.D. in classics, and then he did some more um, divinity studies at Princeton Seminary, and then he's been a professor of biblical languages at Fuller Seminary and a professor of Old Testament at Trinity Evangelical Seminary. He also participated as a translator for two different Bible translations. Very uh, qualified guy. But let me read to you from the introduction of Gleason Archer's translation of St. Jerome's Commentary. And these are Protestant writing, and uh, just listen, because this is really remarkable. Quote, and he's talking about this commentary, which isn't translated by Catholics into English. The most important single work produced by the church fathers on any of the prophetic writings of the Old Testament, and showing a complete mastery of all the literature of the church on the subjects touched upon to the time of composition. It's without question St. Jerome's commentary on the book of Daniel. For over 1,100 years after its publication, all who wrote on Daniel showed themselves more indebted to this work by Jerome than to any other commentary on the Old Testament scriptures produced in the period of the church fathers. It is strange, and I will second that, it is strange that though we have some 16,000 pages into anti Nicene, Nicene, and post Nicene church fathers, basically, I have this huge set of church fathers, the Chef uh, uh, edition, and I think it's kind of like, I don't know, four feet long of church fathers, and yet the most important commentary on the Old Testament by the expert on biblical languages in the ancient world and referenced nonstop for 1,100 years in four feet of church fathers, three different sets of volumes, this isn't included. It's just skipped over. You know, St. Augustine said to Jerome, I have not as great a knowledge of the divine scriptures as you have, nor could I have such knowledge as I see in you. And now, you know, this is really interesting. You can go to Amazon and pick up this paperback copy of St. Jerome's commentary on Daniel, translated by our (laughs) Protestant friends. And if I have the dating of this correct, uh, this dates from the time that St. Jerome moved to the Holy Land so he could become real... Uh, proficient in Hebrew. And then he went to the cave in Bethlehem where our Savior was born, and he wrote this commentary. Now, you know, I don't know. I'm just, I like books, but imagine my joy uh, sitting on my porch, enjoying a cup of coffee, and joining St. Jerome in Bethlehem in the Nativity Cave and learning the prophet Daniel. I don't know. I I don't think it gets any better than that. But I'll tell you one of the reasons why modern folks may not like this. I already alluded to it last time. The dating of Daniel is a big deal, and either it was written by Daniel in Daniel's day, or people say, no, it was written a few hundred years later. And all the modern brainiacs say, no, it was written later and Daniel didn't really write it. And, you know, I have a little bit of a problem because a lot of the experts say Moses didn't write the first five books of the Bible. Let's see. Matthew didn't write Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, same deal. Uh, St. Paul only wrote about half the Pauline epistles. This is getting ludicrous and wondering why you go whatever, get your head fixed. And then Daniel didn't write Daniel. So when it comes to Daniel, I kind of maybe lean a little bit towards St. Jerome's perspective that Daniel wrote Daniel. And I'll tell you right up front, I'm not embarrassed about that in the least. I think you should be embarrassed that a commentary used for 1,100 years isn't even included in scholarly resources. So any case, you know, Daniel was thrown into the lion's den and thank God he got delivered, but Daniel's also been thrown into the critics' then, and I don't think he's gotten out yet. So this broadcast, will try to make sure he gets out. So here are some other resources in addition to St. Jerome's Commentary on Daniel, a paperback freely available in English from Amazon.com. And again, if you don't want to buy it, you're going to get plenty of input from me. And before you go buy it, listen to at least the next 10 minutes of the broadcast, because there's another way to get it as well. The second author is is uh, very, very interesting, Hippolytus, who was a bishop of Rome, not the bishop of Rome as the pope. He lived around uh, 200, and he—now, catch, catch this kind of chain of communication, because living in 230, he's not a long way off from— the apostles' days, because you have Hippolytus, who was the disciple of St. Irenaeus, and St. Irenaeus was the disciple of St. Polycarp, and St. Polycarp was a disciple of St. John. Hippolytus, Irenaeus, Polycarp, St. John. And Hippolytus' commentary on the book of Daniel is the oldest commentary of any book of the Bible, um, that we have from the ancient world. This is 200. So, I mean, you know, and I guess you know me by now. If I have a great time with St. Jerome in the cave at Bethlehem, how about Hippolytus in Rome at 200? And you see what I'm getting at? I'm not saying Hippolytus is perfect, because he did engage, if I'm not mistaken, a little date setting, but you know, it gets the best of them, it seems, because a lot of people have fallen for this. But he wrote a old, 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 old commentary in the book of Daniel, and he also wrote a treatise on the Antichrist called Christ and the Antichrist. And again, you can go to Amazon and get Hippolytus' commentary on Daniel or, and or his uh, Christ and the Antichrist, and you'll get teachings from Daniel, the Gospels, and Second Thessalonians chapter two, and writing around two hundred. Um, and I must say, he felt in two hundred that the Antichrist and all the things referred to that I said are might have some historical origin of the first century, but he believed that they were yet future in their fulfillment. And so to say everything was fulfilled in the first century, like a lot of even conservative but biblical scholars do today, Hippolytus and St. Jerome wouldn't agree with him. So maybe, I don't know, maybe that's why they're left out. And then there's another commentary. I haven't even read it yet, but I'll be using it. It's Theodoret, and he has an ancient commentary on Daniel that's now translated. I believe his was written in Greek around the year 400. Now, I mentioned you have Jerome, Apollotus, and Theodoret. Now, you can buy these three books. They're all available uh, in English today. But there's another volume that's very interesting. It's called The Ancient Christian Commentary on Scripture. And it basically, it goes through uh, Ezekiel and Daniel, this volume, and you'll get what Jerome said, what Apollotus said, and what Theodoret said. So it's pretty interesting. So, Uh, Those are some ancient resources for studying Daniel. Uh, I mentioned last couple of broadcasts, we're trying to do a, a little fundraising for the Family Life Center and Luke 21 Radio. Um. We mentioned that if you go to dads.org, our website, click the donate button, you can do PayPal or credit card, we're offering to send, free of charge, the book, A Confederacy of Evil by Cardinal Newman. And these were four Advent sermons that wake you up. Advent sermons are designed to awaken the the sleepy, the, those drowsing, and back to spiritual vitality. This is the type of thing that you want. You want to give your friends. You want to give your family members. So go to dads.org, click on donate, and you can do PayPal. I did PayPal. It took 60 seconds or a credit card. But if you do PayPal, there's a little note section let us know. Just say, send Newman. We need to know that you want to get the Newman booklet. Otherwise, we're not going to send it to you. And then we have an added gift that I urge you to get. We're just going to throw this in with the book, but it comes as a PDF. I've made a diagram of Daniel's vision of the four kingdoms. Now, Daniel chapter two is kind of tough for a lot of people, but if you have this in hand, when we get to Daniel 2, you're just going to soar. It's going to be so easy to comprehend what's going on here. I'm Steve Wood, your host. You've been listening to episode 141 of Luke 21 Radio. Get your free diagram and your book by Cardinal Newman at dads.org. God bless. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy and to order copies of Luke 21 broadcasts, visit us online at luke21.com.